0: welcome to the perspectives with katherine Toon podcast
1: Well, all right everybody i am so excited and i have such a treat for you today i have some very dear friends and incredible people and incredible ministers that you may not have heard of but you're going to hear about them today because of who they are and the work that God is doing in them. Welcome Polly and Frank Lunetto. It's so awesome to have you. Thank you, Catherine. Catherine. Thank you. Great <laughs> to be
2: here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: I love it. As I was, I was saying, you guys have the dynamic duo, and I'm going to read a little bio to kind of help you get acquainted with where they're from. I'm pulling it up. So um, here we go. So Polly is an artist, author, and life coach. Her work is a response to the soul's reaction to life's journey. She facilitates creativity workshops and life coaching sessions to help participants discover more of who they are through scripture, uh, self-expression, and insight. Polly holds a master's degree in counseling psychology and is an ordained chaplain. She is also a certified leader for Surrendering the Secret, a post-abortion healing ministry. Together, both Frank and Polly have been sharing the good news of Jesus through creativity since 2010. They have been happily married for 34 years. All of that's a ama- major accomplishment. So, wow, that yes. is so <laughs> <laughs> that is so amazing. So let me pull up some of the questions that actually uh you were gracious enough to share. Um now I I just want to share. Now I've known you, Polly, and then secondarily you, Frank. Boy, when did we when did we kind of connect? Like in the early, like 2010, 2000, 2013,
2: like I believe.
1: 2013, yeah. So I've seen Holly, in particular, in her journey, when you first started out with prophetic art and you have this gorgeous prophetic gift and this gorgeous um, artistic gift and then seeing you kind of journey and then both of you guys in ministry uh to people and and what that's been and it's been a joy to kind of come alongside you and to see you guys grow and pooh uh develop in the incredible people you are so it's just beautiful so i just want to share a little bit of how i know you guys um right. so uh but uh so i wanted to share uh, Polly, what your mission statement says? It says you are to help people discover more of who they are through uh, your artwork, writing, and coaching. Um, so that's kind of your mission statement with with artwork, writing, and coaching. Um, so, so unpack what that looks like. How do you do that? What's the heart behind that? Can you share?
2: Well. Um... Well, first of all, let me thank you for sharing the gift of the prophetic and art. I learned that from you in 2013, and I have just been (laughs) a hungry maniac going after the prophetic ever since. And it was just really powerful. It was something that I didn't know existed. I was just learning about the prophetic in 2013. And you were holding a workshop. I went to the workshop, and it was this beautiful blend of the prophetic and creativity. And I just skyrocketed from there. It was just amazing. It literally felt like it exploded in me. And so I thank you so much for that. And um, I've really never been the same ever since. But my mission statement is based out of First um, Corinthians 143 where it's saying you know talking about using the prophetic to um, strengthen and to encourage and to comfort and so that's just been my mission statement i've i've been an artist for a very long time but in 2013 that's when the prophetic component just exploded after i took that workshop and it was this activation that literally captivated me. So, um, and then I got a word from the Lord and he said, um, this is before I wrote my book. And he said, paint my voice for my people, paint my voice for my people. And I was just like, okay, that wasn't me. (laughs) That was you God. And so that scripture, um, first Corinthians 14, three just came alive and just, it's just been a beautiful way to share creativity through art in, a, in this just really profound way. Anybody can receive the art. Anybody could. It doesn't matter what your background is, what your faith is. It, has, it doesn't matter. It's just God speaking to that person through that piece, whether it's something that I wrote, something that I painted, or just in the words that I communicate. It just let him flow through me like that. And it's just been really, really fun. It's been a really nice adventure.
1: You know, it's interesting. It, it, it gives a whole new meaning to the phrase, you know, a picture speaks a thousand words. And, you know, in those right. words that God is communicating in a non-religious format, it's there for all to receive, right? Yes. Not just yes. people in the church, but for everyone. And so that is, right. that is gorgeous. I love that. Uh, now, um, you, uh, you did write a book, um, can you show us what it's beautiful? And I'm saying it's beautiful on some yeah, I know you're trying to do it with the backwards mirror. you, you did it. <laughs> it's like it's like brushing your teeth it's like, which ways up. So there you go. a choice to remember. Um, what's the tagline for it? Isn't there a tagline?
0: It's uh, The first step in your post-abortion healing journey, a visual testimony and practical guide for women, men and couples.
1: I love it. Now, I want to just I want to say throughout the book, there is this incredible artwork like when you get this book, if this has been an issue for you or someone you love, um, uh, it will it it will minister to you so much. It, It is a healing journey but also the artwork in it. Like when you sent me one of those copies, number when you sent a bunch of goodies with it. That was so over the top, but (laughs) the book literally, it feels like it embraces you. It embraces you. And it's like God embracing you through the book. So yeah. So just just a little bit higher so we can see, oh, you were trying to show some of the artwork. Incredible. So what, what a gift. Um, So what is the primary message of your book?
2: Well, um, as a post-abortive woman, and Frank, as a post-abortive man, um, the primary message is that God wants us free from any kind of guilt, shame, condemnation, especially secrecy. Secrecy is what puts us into hiding in the first place. And so as post a uh, post-abortive couple, um, you know, it's pretty common for people to hide. And to hide that secret and not let anybody know about the shame that they're carrying around or the guilt. I mean, we we do such a phenomenal job of even even hiding it from ourselves. Yeah. And and that's the really sad part is that we can sometimes be completely unaware of it. So the message is that God's unrelenting love never stops. I mean, he keeps pursuing us, he keeps coming after us. We could run from him. We can hide from him. He's still knocking on our heart's door and saying, I love you. You can tell me this. I already know it. You don't have to hide from me. And it doesn't matter if you're a believer or not. He loves us. He loves us. And he wants us to come to him and, and let him hug us and let us know that he loves us. So that's the message. And I, I purposely wrote it in a way it does have a lot of scripture but I wrote it in a way that I believe that not yet believers is what I say not yet believers can receive as well because everybody needs to know that they're loved and accepted mistakes and all
1: absolutely oh, it's a level playing ground for everyone so yeah this book is really unique and um I remember when I first read the manuscript, I'm like, oh my goodness, uh, what it, it just it was so life giving, um, and, and an invitation out of the places that we hide and that we, uh, that there's shame and that we feel like there's no way that God could accept me here. And it's this invitation is no, no baby come here. This you're accepted here. Let me heal your heart. And and show you or put a mirror up to how I see you, right? And it does such an incredible job of that in such a a unique way. Um, what were the ways that you specifically felt like God was to God was leading you in ways that maybe you had not seen, like you had not thought to minister? The the book is so unique, and it 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 has so many different dy- so many different dynamics to it. So uh how how do you want to share about that about your book? Well,
2: um being an artist and being someone that has kept journals for decades. I mean, even since I was a kid, I would hide my um diary under my mattress. And so <laughs> even as a kid I would I would just have this tendency to document things down. And um so my journey began uh, when I was in my 20s and that was a long time ago and I just you know I was in a relationship and I got pregnant and um, well he didn't want to be married and um, really I was already a single parent so I didn't want to be a single parent again yeah. and um, anyway I hid that secret for more than 30 years really closer to 40, but along the way, I really just kind of filed it away. I didn't, um I didn't know what to do with it. So I just did what most people do and just, you know, escaped from it and just put it in this place that was never going to be visited ever again. Mm-hmm. But in 2015, um, God started sort of knocking at my door. And um, I was driving along with my dad and um, all of a sudden I heard this near audible voice say, what are their names? And I immediately knew what that meant. I had two abortions when I was in my early Mm twenties. And when I heard that question, I did everything I could not to just have a complete meltdown in front of my dad. Right. Because of course, you know, I never told my parents, I never told anybody, not one person, the only person in the world that knew was the father, uh, which wasn't Frank, by the way, um, was the father of the child of the children and, um, of course the clinic where I went for the abortions. But, um, am I answering that question correctly?
1: No, this is perfect. You actually answered it. And then you segued into your story, which is actually perfect. So you just did it. I asked the question. So this is perfect. People are needing to hear this. So this is so, so good. And so life giving. So you filed it away. And you know, it's amazing. The things that we bury uh, don't stay buried. And there is a time for all of us because God is so after our wholeness and after our hearts that the things we bury and we hide that become sort of toxic for us. They sort of come up. And if when it comes up, it's coming up to be healed. And that's what God was doing with you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and He showed me to do that in such a unique way. I mean, the book is very unique. It's very different and, um it, it you know, it was gonna start off as just kind of an art book, and maybe I was gonna put some of uh, some prose in it and or some you know something artsy and um, the more I worked in it, the more it started to develop into this story that I had been documenting along the way, um in the book I call um What Happened Along the Way Encounters." So there were seven encounters, major encounters that happened. And every time one of those things would happen, I would document it in my journal because I always journaled. Mm -hmm. And so I somehow just started combining it. And it was at first very non-traditional, a typical art book, non-traditional, but then more of the story started to come out. And the more that God asked of me, the more I agreed and the more I wrote. I mean, I never intended to have a, a book like this ever in my life. I Never imagined it was possible. So it is unique. And it's, it's this combination of this urgency testimony. And it's, it's, it's part of my memoir, but it's shared in a way that the reader can relate and, and see how God is working every step of the way and how, Patient and loving he is. He's not just saying, we're gonna deal with this and and you have no other choice but to face it right now. It, it's like not like that at all. The and that's so
1: invitation. God. Yeah, it's such a yeah. gentle invitation because he knows it's a huge pain point, right? Right. Uh, I love that. It almost sounds like it kind of took a life of its own, right? It did. I'm gonna yep. do the art did. thing, and we're gonna do this our thing, and we're gonna also do this testimony it will heal you. And then it'll be a source of life and healing for other people. Uh, And that's amazing. And one of the things that you do do in this book is that you have kind of uh, encounter breaks, you have uh, journaling and, and, and exercises for people to do to help them in their own hearts and their own healing journeys. Um, And one of the things that I have to say, I loved about the book is that not only was it your journey, but Frank, you have a, had had a journey too. And so your voice is important because this is not just a woman's book. It's anybody right. who has been touched by this issue of abortion. And, and, and it affects us in ways that are so profound. And a lot of times we disconnect from because it's so painful, right? Um yes. So, Frank, how is it for you? Um, you know, here's here's your wife going through this. And um, how is it for you in your journey, in your kind of recovery, healing process? How is that for you sharing your story?
0: Um, well, you, the way it started when when Holly told me about what God was asking her to do and, and what she had committed to doing, um, my approach was all about support um i'm here for you what can i do to help and and we went through a very interesting process um where as she she was um writing her story um she had asked me to to read it over and do whatever maybe grammar and, and look for for type you know misspellings things of that nature and um you know i, I felt really uh it, it was awesome to be a part of that but i will tell you it was and I, I think I just did this instinctively. I completely disconnected from it, um, certainly not ever even thinking about how my experience um, and and what I know that I went through and um, what had happened early in my life. I never I never even put them together. It was really about I'm helping Polly, who is going to help women. And really, that was my mindset. So as we were going through that process, um, I'm reading my wife's story, and it was very intense, yeah. and it was a lot of emotion um, because Polly would write, I would read, um, We she would re- kind of redo things, and then I would read it aloud to her because she wanted to see how it sounded and and, and you know, having it verbalized to her and as we're going through that process it was it, again really intense very emotional i was putting myself in that spot um and i think that's what's really really cool about the book is that the reader can can identify with things details are different but the impact's the same right and and i think that's that's where i found myself mm. so as we went through chapter after chapter we we started to get you know we got into this groove of, of that process, but I was still putting it, keeping my, my, my stuff separate mm-hmm. until we got to uh, a portion of that, where Holly shared her very detailed experience of her abortion. Mm-hmm. And that was, um, I I didn't know what to do. I really didn't. It, it was, uh, I was really just literally freaking out when I read it. Right. Um, and as I read it, I, I, I gave it back to Polly, and and um, I, I I always had comments before mm-hmm. um, about what it meant to me and what I think how I think it's going to help anyone that reads it. Mm-hmm. But this one, I just gave it back to her. I, I had no feedback, none. And obviously, I was just scared out of my mind about. Mm-hmm. I know what the next step is going to be now. I've got to talk, and yeah, yeah. and that was. <laughs> that was really, really um, not something I wanted to do. And uh, Paulie and I went through that process. I mean, it was God was working on me, and I know, I know that all of this was part of His plan of of helping me, um, whether I wanted it or not. He was like, "I'm here," and and He was opening doors to my heart, my mind, my my emotions, just really identifying with things because I, I was feeling like. I'm a guy and I'm reading this book about abortion and yet I'm connecting with it in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. It was really odd, but then it all made sense because God was just working on me. He was telling me, I know you're hurting too. Mm -hmm. I know that you feel the same feelings that anybody that's connected to an abortion feels. And I love you just as much as I love your wife. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I started just that healing just began and it started and, and I, I began to take a very different approach as we continued this process. And um, it's been, it was an amazing um, experience for me. It was, it was very hard. Um, it was very difficult. Um, Polly and I shared our experiences before we got married. Um, Polly did it first. I had no I, I just buried it. I wasn't going to talk about it ever again for the rest of my life, as far as I was concerned. But before we got married, Polly shared that with me. And, and I obviously, you know, I wanted to be honest as well. And and so when that happened before our marriage, we never spoke about it again um, until this process. So it surprise, was a, surprise. it was a, yeah. yeah, it was, it was um, yeah. a very, impactful thing for me. And, and that's when I realized that this book isn't just for 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 women. It's it's for couples. It's for men. It's for anybody that is feeling that weight of shame and guilt. And they feel like this is something I could never talk to anyone about. I could I this is something I have to just carry and keep it buried because that's that's just not the truth. It's not the truth. Um that's not what God wants for us. Um, he just doesn't. And and that's been the biggest impact for me with this process.
1: And that, that's huge. I love that you bring that because it is such a personal thing for both the women and the men. And God is all over that. You know, Jehovah Sneaky is like, Well, you think I'm gonna help Polly with her book, <laughs> like her thing. Yay, Polly. And I was like, That's great, Frank. And I'm gonna yeah. help you with you. And right. yeah. Right. I mean, isn't it beautiful? And then, and, and the happy thing is on the other side of that, because this is brave work. It's, it's painful work, but tell us about the other side because going someplace where you don't want to go, right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm taking you there. I'm with you there. Let's heal this. So you're not haunted so that you're really free. So tell us about the other side.
2: You want to
0: share that, part? Um, Sure. Uh, I, I, I think when when we finally just accept and understand and have this, this revelation inside our own heart that that God isn't angry, he is not waiting to just pound us on the head for all of the things that we've done in our lives that are not of him. Um, and we, and we literally know who we are because of what Jesus did for us. And we know how God looks at us. And when we receive that and say, I believe that God, I believe you. When you tell me that I'm your child, that I'm your kid and that you love me. Um, it, everything just falls away. And while I can tell you. Just to this day, I still have feelings of sadness about that decision that I made. And I don't think that's ever going to go away. I'm always going to feel sad about it, but I'm not tortured by it. It's not hanging around my neck anymore. Um, I can keep moving forward saying, God, I know how much you love me, and that no matter what, there'sn't an anything that I there's nothing that I can do that's gonna stop you from loving me. I'm going to make mistakes, but you're going to be there with me the whole time. I mean, that's what Jesus did throughout. It's 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 all throughout Scripture. He never he never uh, came in and started wagging his finger at anybody and telling everyone you're you're a bunch of screw ups and you're all going to hell. Um, he was he his message was love. I love you. My Father loves you. And and when when I actually received that. It's just the most freeing feeling that I can describe. Um, I don't know how else to explain that.
1: Wow. Yeah. I think you did. It's think... incredible. Sorry. Let, let me just, I just want to comment a second. Paul, can you hold that thought? Cause I know it's going to be yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah. So Frank, one of the things that I love about what you shared with that is when you encounter God in the place of maybe your worst shame, your, you know, the place where you feel like there's no way God could love me here. And God adores you. It's like, son, just come here. Let, let's, let's heal this. Right. You know, you're loved because if you're not loved on your worst day, you're not loved. Right. right. Uh, you're yeah. just loved on your worst day, your best day and everything. And you're just loved. It's, it's just, it's because God is love and he just, lo- you're always his kid. You never are not his kid. You're never not acceptable to your, to your heavenly father, because of your behavior. And that creates a, um, a security like you love me there. So which means I'm, I'm just really loved. So now I'm just secure and free despite my, you know, choices that I regret and all of that, which is really powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Polly. I'm sorry. You were in the middle of something just
2: I was was just going to share that you know coming out on the other side of this whole thing I mean as a married couple I had my experience Mm in my 20s Frank had his own experience and all the baggage that goes along with that Mm -hmm. since he was 17 years old Mm -hmm. and so as a married couple who we thought, okay, it's probably good that we put things out on the table before we get married. That was 34 years ago. But then as a married couple throughout those 34 years and never talking about it, when you do break that silence as a married couple, there's intimacy in that. I mean, it's like well, we could say the word abortion now where we would never say the word. If anything related to that would come on, it would be like, Oh, let's pretend I didn't just say that or hear that. But again, as a married couple, it's like, there should not be anything between us. We should, we should be closer than ever. And so I think that's one of the great things that came out of just that really hard place is just being closer and we could talk about it. Now we could say the word and guess what? We could minister to other people that have gone through something like this. And we could talk about the freedom and, and say, you know, look what you have to look forward to on the other side of this. If if you're willing to do the work and um, it's hard, it's hard, but definitely worth it.
1: And that's so amazing because so much of the things that we treasure that are like the things that we're like, Oh, I'm so glad I did that are really those places that we're not wanting to confront in ourselves that, you know, we think are either shameful or we think are are so broken or so dark or whatever that is. And, you know, I mean, the word says, if I make my bed in the midst of hell, Even you are there, Jesus. So he's there in those dark places to get you the hell out of hell. Right. (laughs) And so this is his, his thing. Like he never, he never stops loving you and is there to help you and journeys with you in those hard places. So you can be free.
2: Yeah. And it's amazing.
1: And I love that. And now you guys minister freedom to other, other people, which is incredible. So how only God can do that, but
2: only God can do it.
1: Only God can do that. But he, he asked you to say yes to him so that he could do it through you. Right. Yes. Gorgeous. So now you get to be not just uh, healed from it, but an an answer to so much freedom where God has, has taken you. And that's, that is so, so, so gorgeous. I love that. What would you tell someone, maybe maybe a, a woman who's had an abortion or multiple abortions or a man who's, you know, the partner of someone who's had an abortion or multiple abortions and they're like, oh, this is weighing heavy on me. Um, what What's helpful for them to kind of get started on this road to recovery?
2: I, I think that um, once you share the secret, doesn't have power over you anymore. Satan wants us to hide. He wants us to live in darkness. He wants us to live in this oppressive state. Mm-hmm. And once you share like just with one person or even write it down in the journal um, what your deepest, darkest secret is, it has no power anymore. He can't hold you captive anymore. And so I say reach out to somebody that you trust that won't use it as a weapon against you. It's super important to find somebody that you trust. It could That's be what? a friend, it could be I don't know anybody, what God will show you, believe me. He will show you mm-hmm. who you who is safe for you to tell. And you just share your secret and chances are the other person's going to say I had that experience too, or I know someone that had that same experience. And it's like, once you do that, it's like when you're intending to go buy a red car and all of a sudden that's what you keep seeing on the road. It's like, you will start encountering other people that had that same experience. So I, I say, just blow it up and just tell, just tell the secret and don't let it have power over you anymore. What would you say to men?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's um just talking about it and getting it out there. Um, I agree. It it it, it takes the hold the hold is released from you. Um when yeah. when you find um and, and you know even having that conversation, I mean I think most importantly having that conversation with God and just talking about it he knows but just having that conversation with him i think that's the biggest thing is he wants that relationship with us there isn't anything we can hide from him and he's not he's not waiting for us to admit to something so he can say i told you so um he just wants us to to be healed he wants to help um that, that can even, that's, that's a very freeing thing too, is having that conversation. Yeah. Paulie said, writing that down and just being in, in, in that, that communion with, with, with God, our father and, and saying, I'm talking about this. I don't want this to hold me down anymore. I don't want this to make me feel like I have to hide. And I've got this secret that nobody can, no nobody can know about because the, the facts of this is that we can be in a room of, of, you know, hundreds of people. And there's a, there's a very large percentage of those people that have either been through the experience Mm -hmm. or they know somebody that's been through that experience, but yet nobody ever talks about it. No one ever talks about it. And that's, that's the hold that it has over people. So my, my, uh, the only thing I can say is, is that if, if you can take that step, um, you won't regret it. It'll be hard. Yeah. But you won't regret doing it because when you do come out through the other side, you're going to look back and say, "Boy, that, I I I wish I would have done that a long time ago."
1: Right? Um, right? You
0: know, I've been carrying this thing for decades, and some people their whole lives. And mm-hmm. and when they realize that it was something they didn't have to carry with them, they can look back and say, "Man, I should have done that years ago." But it doesn't matter. It's never too late. It's yeah. never too late because again, God's never going to stop. He's mm-hmm. never going to stop being there. And he's right, as Paul said, right where we're at, he's ready to he's going to accept us. no warts and all. He loves us. and and the sooner that we we put that out there and, and say, I need to get rid of this. I, I want I don't want this weighing me down anymore, finding mm-hmm. some someone that you can talk to, that can encourage you, give you the support, not even have to say a word, but to just to listen, just to listen. Um, that, that is, it's so powerful. Um, so that's what I would say to any man, um, that is, that is, uh, has this in their, in their life, that, um, finding someone that they can talk to. And if you don't have anybody that you feel you can talk to God, I mean, you need to talk to God. I mean, he's, he's the, he, he's the source. He's the one that's going to bring all that healing. He He's already done it for us. We just need to, we just need to reach out and take it and say, I want that.
1: Yeah. That's so beautiful. And, you know, in case uh somebody's like, well, I haven't had an abortion. Well, there are things for everyone that are maybe that you're ashamed of and things like mm-hmm. that. It's that dark, dark secret that you're like, you hide. So if it's not like an abortion history, but maybe it's something else that you're, you know, feeling pornography or whatever, like an abuse situation or something like that. It's the dark things that we hold on to that give it power. And when you bring it into the light, that's when healing happens. It's so, and God is number one, he's the safest person in the universe because you're Mm -hmm. already pre-adored and accepted. He already knows. Um, But, um, and then, and then if you don't have someone, because it does help to share it with at least one other person. Yeah. Ask God; mm-hmm. He will provide someone, ask him, um, and ask them for someone safe. You don't need, it's no one else's business, but God and, and that one person that God's bringing it to share, but that will also help because when you can share it with another human being and, and they're looking at you, it's like with compassion, not disgust yeah. or accusations like compassion, um, right. that they're not like, wow, this is horrible. No, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That is yeah.
1: hard. And that's God's love working through another person and God will provide that person. Um, yeah. especially if you ask if, it, if it's time, so share with him first and then share with the one other safe person. Yeah, uh, and that starts the healing process.
2: Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think you, you can take advantage of some of the, um, Post abortion recovery and healing programs that are out there. The one that I know best that I have partnered with is Surrendering the Secret. Mm. And, um, it, it, sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger. So yeah. even though this is somebody that might be a stranger who, um, would be offering, um, some one on one support or through a, a eight week Bible study. Mm-hmm. Specifically for post abortion. Um, sometimes that's easier just to go in and, and be with this facilitator that knows because she's been there or he's been there. And, um, you know, it's, it's part of the Me Too club where it's like, oh, they get me and nobody else can get you if they've not experienced that. It's, it's such a, even though it's out there in the world, so like in your face about abortion it's still very taboo and it's even more taboo if you've had multiple abortions yes and so nobody wants to tell that part Mm -mm. you'll admit to one but if you have more than one you know it's it's it becomes even more secretive and um and for for men men hurt too men are just you know people forget about the men but they're part of it too
1: Yeah. And I I love that. It's such a complete, like God was not going to take you through this journey without inviting Frank in his journey. It's like, it's amazing. God takes care of everybody. And, you know, including the little babies, including your little babies and your little babies and my, all our babies, whether they're here, whether they're in heaven they're taken care of. Everybody gets taken care of. And that's, that's just the God that, that loves us and gave himself up for us. Wow. Um, So where can you find your book?
2: Okay. Well, they can find it on Amazon Mm -hmm. and you just search my name, um, Polly Lunetto, and um, you'll find it there. You could also go to my website and um, if you order it through my website, um, I give you a little goodie pack. Like I sent Catherine.
1: You go for the goodie pack, guys. I'm just telling you, go (laughs) for the goodie pack. It's incredible. I'm like, dang. (laughs) She knows how to make the goodies really good. So go ahead.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So either place, um, you can find it there. And I do have um, two, three different versions. I've got the full color Mm -hmm. copy one with all the artwork. And then I have a black and white version. um, And then also there's a Kindle one. So it it covers every... um, what would you call that? Every every, every budget any, every, every, yeah, every pocketbook. Every, I
0: mean, yeah. Every
2: choice. I love
1: it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That is so great. And where can they find you, Polly? If they're like, I really um, want to reach out or, you know, Sure.
2: You I think on uh, my website, just Pollylunetto.com, and you can find me there. There's a contact page. You can um ask me something privately. Um And I will be more than happy to, if you're a man, Frank will respond to you. And um, yeah, polylunetto.com, super easy. You can find everything there.
1: I love it. Well, we will have all those links. Any final words that you just want to leave people with either one of you or both?
2: Well, I I would say that um, in regards to um, the grief portion of it, that it's okay to grieve over it. I give you permission to grieve over it. Um, a lot of times, that's what keeps us stuck, and we don't know what it is. Sometimes the grief that is um, not addressed is what drives a lot of the symptoms in, in our lives, and, and we we sometimes don't even know it. But the unresolved grief can be maybe working havoc, wreaking havoc in your life, and and you not know what the root of it is. So explore that with God and ask him to show you and, and allow yourself to grieve the loss of your child because it really wasn't a clump of cells.
1: No, yeah. not a cl- it's, it's a, a sweet little, sweet little baby or babies. And they are, yeah. and they are worthy of being grieved and you're worthy of grieving the loss because yeah. it's your loss too. Right. And that's right. beautiful. That is beautiful. And it's healing because there is life past the grief. You won't, if you bring God in it, you won't be sucked into the abyss of your grief. Uh, You bring him in it. He he carries it with you so you can start to heal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And God offers compassion, not judgment.
1: Absolutely. He's
2: offering compassion. So. receive everything he has for you. It's beautiful.
1: (laughs) It is beautiful. It is beautiful. You guys are beautiful. The book is beautiful and I know God's going to do beautiful things through it. So thank you guys so much. Uh, So, so value uh, you guys and everything you have to offer and everyone out there that's listening, uh, you know, share this with someone, someone needs this. Uh, I' yeah. be healing for them. Share it with someone. uh go find uh Polly and Frank on on Polly's uh website. Get the book, mm-hmm. especially get the book with the goodie pack. I'm just just telling you you'll want that um and 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 do yourself the blessing of doing the work in whatever area of grief you have. um it will be amazing. So thank you once again for joining. Thank you,
0: Catherine. Thank you, Catherine.
1: Yeah, we love you. We love you, too. We love you, too. <laughs> All right, everybody. You have a wonderful day, evening, whatever time you're watching this. And share this with someone that needs it. Love you guys. Love you guys,
0: too. Bye-bye. Thank you, too. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Katherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.